Powered by Rev Media in partnership with TSN, it is Season 5. This is Episode 9 of the Rain Dregs Hockey Podcast, and it's presented by our title sponsor, Canadian Club Whiskey, who are proud to introduce the first release of the Canadian Club Invitation Series, right? It's the CC 15-year-old Sherry Cask, and what mm. that is is the wonderful signature CC Classic 12-year-old finished with a secondary aging in... Oloroso Sherry yes, Cask. I love we got to teach you how to say it. Say it. Oloroso. Oloroso. But when you All say it, you get deep into the Canadian you get club. deep into the rolling of the R's. I like it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's the way it is. How are you? We're both on the road. This yep. seldom happens where we're 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 coming to the YouTube fans and the Rain Rigs <laughs> Legion of fans. <laughs> however you download the podcast, where we're both in, well, we're always in separate cities, but I seldom travel. Mm. You travel all the time. So this isn't a big deal to you, but it is a big deal to me. And I've already sent Zuby and, and Ryan Rashog a picture of my technical setup here yes. in Winnipeg. So they'll likely tweet that out on our socials so the fans can kind of see what we go through to make this magic happen, right? So that's well, I'm in Chicago. Uh, tonight is part of... Um, the first time the NHL's done this, they're calling it Frozen Frenzy, and uh, all 32 teams are playing tonight. I'm in Chicago for mm-hmm. Boston and the Blackhawks. Um, the start times are every 15 minutes. Um, so <laughs> really, if you don't want to watch an intermission all night, you don't have to, yeah. because there'll be games <laughs> you can just you can go click to click to click to watch game after game after That's game. That's bad it's for my of... business when I'm on the panels, right? That's not good for my business. It's great for you. You guys in the but buildings, it's fine. In the wraparound, but Dregs, in the wraparound stuff, like ah. like there's going to be highlights every all over the place. It's, um, it's, it's patterned after the NFL's red zone, and um, which is really popular. Now, I hope this works. Like I hope a lot of people really like it. Because it would be really cool to yeah. do it a couple of times a year in the future yeah. um, where you have a targeted night and everybody's playing. And Because lots of great things will happen tonight because there's 16 sure. games, yeah. right? And so um, yeah. pretty pretty cool night. But I'm in Chicago. You're in Winnipeg. Um, and, um, yeah, it's not very often you're not in your comfy little setup and Tiny's barking <laughs> at the door over <laughs> there. So. True. True enough. Um, Before we get into the Tim Hortons headlines, uh, how about just an acknowledgement to the bonus family, Ray? Um, You know, Rick, I mean, such a terrific guy. Uh, He's taken a leave, hopefully a short-term leave, from the bench of the Winnipeg Jets to be with his wife, Judy, um, who suffered a medical emergency this week. And the good news is she's out of hospital and she's resting at home. But, you know, a scary situation for the bonus family and for... The Winnipeg Jets. So certainly our best to all the best, uh, Rick and yeah. and Judy. Yeah. All right, Tim Hortons headlines. Hey Canada, Tim's NHL trading cards are back with the all new set. So get ready to unpack the thrill and score your favorite hockey stars. Grab them before they're gone. We've extended the window. So popular, they're available now only at Tim's. Uh, from one Canadian market to another. So let's let's shift over to Edmonton to lead off the Tim Hortons headlines. The Connor McDavid injury, it's upper body. Uh, they say, being the Oilers, that he's expected to miss the next 
yeah, one to two weeks. So let's split the difference. Let's call it at least 10 days. Um, crappy for the NHL because he's very likely going to miss the Heritage Classic. Right. More importantly to the to the Edmonton Oilers, Ray, I mean, what's required here? Is it, you don't replace, you know, the magic of Connor McDavid, um, right. but is it a, a group effort mentality to kind of stabilize this group without their fearless leader? Well, there's no other choice. I mean, you're, there's no Connor McDavid's sitting in the store shelves that you can no, go grab. No. And um, so, you know, I, I look at a couple of players that I, I think, even though you talk about a, a team-wide effort uh, that's needed, but so now the center position is, you know, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, I think he's somewhat of a luxury in Edmonton, but now he's a necessity. Um, in the middle, you know, they can play him on the wing and move Drysidle to the wing and all that stuff. But Drysidle and Nugent yeah. Hopkins need to center those top two lines well. Um, that you know, their their offense is kind of it's not been very good, which is kind of surprising. Um, I look at Evander Kane; he's got to shake the doldrums um, because he's not had a very good start. Evan Bouchard's had a really tough start on the blue line. Um, they're you know, those are a couple of players I, I look at immediately. Um, yeah. I do think, like, I've had ACL surgery. You know, Connor Brown missed all of last year. I don't think you're going to see Connor Brown, like, in his full effectiveness until, like, mm -hmm. into December, maybe. It's going to take time for him, even though he probably feels great. It's going to take time to go. Yeah. Zach Hyman's got another gear. Across the board, that's a team that, it's what through six games now, right? One, four, and one. They just mm -hmm. haven't been very good. And yeah. sometimes you lose your best guy. And for a short period of time, you can strap your work boots on and you can fill that spot. I mean, you can't do it mm -hmm. through any length of time, but uh, certainly for 10 days, they can survive. But they're going to need to be better across the board. Now, you, you've mentioned Evander Kane a couple of times. You mentioned him in our last episode on Friday, just acknowledging that he's had a subpar start. You know, he needs to be better. And you mentioned that again as, as part of the group effort. So Jay Woodcroft, I don't know. I'm going to say he limited his ice a bit on Saturday, early in that hockey game. And Kane comes back in the second period, and he fights Brendan Dillon of the Winnipeg Jets. He, he picked up the extra two for the unsportsmanlike. Um, and then he talked about his night with Hockey Night in Canada after. So listen up. Yeah, I didn't uh, didn't play much in the first period, so I thought uh, might as well get into a fight and uh, take seven or eight minutes in the box. Okay. <laughs> okay, in context, we're not hearing the question asked by Scott Oak, so I'm not trying to bury mm. Evander Kane here. And I, maybe it was very specific to how the question was was framed. But is there a bit of a shot at the head coach in all of this, too, in, in simply saying in nine seconds or less, hey, you know, I didn't play a ton in the first period, so I felt like I might as well try and stir things up, get into the fight, and spend the next seven, eight minutes in the penalty box. How how did you read that brief comment from Kane? Well, yeah, for sure, that's a lot of it. I, I mean, that's a that's a, a player that's frustrated with role and ice time in that moment, and so he gets on the ice and he's like, "To hell with this!" and I'm going to get in a fight. Yeah. The problem is he's such a He's such an important player for them. And remember, when they signed him, 
what he brought immediately with size and scoring and yeah you know you you can't play with the rambunctiousness of a 20 year old when you're 30 like that just doesn't happen but they need an aggressive front foot of Vander Kane because he can be a difference maker yeah. he really can and so when i hear that i'm like <clears throat> that that almost tips into the oldest argument in hockey between players and coaches. I know where you're going. And that's, <laughs> you give me more ice time and I'll play better. And the coach says, you play better and I'll give you more ice time. And pretty soon you're on the little merry-go-round. And sure. eventually the coach can fight that as long as he wants and the player can fight that as long as he wants. But both want the same thing. They just yeah. are trying to yeah. get there on different paths. This is how well we know each other. I, I mean, I I knew you were going to say that, and if you didn't say it, I was going to bring it up exactly <clears throat> as you described. I'm going to say it's it's yeah. the oldest one, and we've heard it from you many, many times. That's so oh, good. But it fits Dregs, perfectly I'd be with this there, scenario, right? I'd yeah. be arguing with my coach, even though you're not arguing. <laughs> like, I'm not even talking no, to the guy, no. and I'm like, well, just put me on the frickin' ice. And I know he's yeah. thinking, like, don't – because the player does this thing, a lot of times, whoever it is, when the line gets called and you're not on it, you turn around and look at the coach. Yeah. That drives the coach crazy. He, when he, because he knows when you're looking at him, you're pissed off at him, and you're like, "Hey, how about me?" And he's thinking, yeah. "Well, if you yeah. play better, I'll put you out there." It's the yeah. I used to do it all the time until <laughs> every once in a while, Al Herbert would tell me. Don't look back here. The game's out there. And I'd be like, oops. we look forward. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was that right. was it. Well, from one tough scenario to one that is uh, making headlines across the National Hockey League, and it's the overall play of the Detroit Red Wings, and there are other teams who have mm. just rocketed out of the gate early on. How about Alex Dabrinkin? Um, we know he's a good hockey player, right? At times, he didn't seem to be a good fit in Ottawa for whatever reason. He clearly didn't want to stay in Ottawa, so he ends up essentially at home. He's got eight goals in six games, 12 points. What's unrealistic is to expect Alex it to keep up on a two-point-per-game clip. Like, come on. Um, so the Red Wings are 5-1 and one in this process. Clearly, there's chemistry on that top line with Dylan Larkin and Alex Dabrinkit. But is this believable? Is it sustainable? If not the points, just the, the, the reality that the Detroit Red Wings are a better team right now than maybe we gave them credit for coming into the season. Well, okay, so surprising that Debrinkit scores? No, because no. he's kind of always done it. But the funny part is we often look at a young guy who benefits from a playmaker – as Debrinket did with Patrick Kane, and you think that mm -hmm. the, the default is that it's all Kane and Debrinket just shoots it in the net, but that that doesn't that doesn't fly because anybody could play there and not score the same. I, I look at Debrinket and I think of Cole Caulfield a little bit, and it's probably because they're the same size. They both shoot right-handed. They're both legit goal scorers, and so. Debrinket didn't want to be in Ottawa. They, you know, they engineer the trade and he ends up back home in Michigan. And sometimes a player just 
It's just the right place. What I've never quite been able to understand is when Chicago traded the Brinkett, he isn't so old that he was out of the rebuild age of the Blackhawks. Uh, like, and pissed how, a lot of Blackhawks players off, right? Because oh, what are you doing? <clears throat> like, he's a part of our future. Why are we doing this? So wouldn't the Brinkett look pretty good on left wing with Connor Bedard? <laughs> like, really good. That, that, to me, was a misstep in the rebuild. And there'll be missteps and big hits as they put that thing back together in Chicago. But the Brinkett, to me, shouldn't have gone to Ottawa. He should, he should still be in Chicago. So that, that feels like a miss. And man, Larkin's out of the gate and he's a puck transporter, not a, you know, so he transports the puck to bring it, find some open space and he can shoot it. So it's, um, right. it looks like a perfect fit, but the, how about, do you know who leads the NHL? Anticated as the plus minus stat is, do you know who leads the NHL in plus minus? Justin Hall. Very good. Who would have had that? <laughs> good for him. Could, he's, good the for new, him. he's the new Larry Murphy, right? I mean, he couldn't <laughs> he do ever? anything right or went through stretches in Toronto <clears throat> where he couldn't do anything right, and he ends up in Detroit. And, uh, man, good for him, though. You know, mm -hmm. you like when players go through change, go through the adversity that he went through through much of his time in Toronto. And I, yep. I don't know, is he being played differently in Detroit? I don't get he's answered the call good for him you know but and then as far as Detroit being a surprise so we had like Buffalo Ottawa or I did for sure Buffalo Ottawa Detroit yeah. as those three young teams in that order I yeah. think at, at the start here Buffalo's had some trouble scoring goals which kind of surprises me they lost 3-1 to Montreal last night um Ottawa's out of the gate for the most <clears> part been you know, been okay. They they still have a hole in Shane Pinto not being there. But maybe Detroit under the radar a little bit has been has been better than certainly I thought, but yeah. than a lot of people thought. Um okay. that's that's it's pretty exciting well, to watch them, you know. Yeah. You you could say the same of the other team. You know, you're in Chicago doing the Blackhawks and, and the Boston Bruins. The Bruins five and zero to start the year. Uh, Brad Marchand, he's been terrific. He's been good. I mean, no question about that. Their goaltending is right up there with the very best in the league. And they've got an injection of these young guys that are coming now, right? Including 19-year-old uh, Matthew Potra, who scored two enormous goals <laughs> the other night, back-to-back, -back, including the game-winning goal to uh, to give the Bruins the uh, the win there through a tough trip, by the way, right? Like that California swing for any of those Eastern Conference teams is a difficult right. one. So, what do you see in 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 Boston? And I guess I'm going to repeat myself. Do you believe they're they're not running the table here by any stretch? They're going to hit right. the skids eventually, aren't they? Because of all of the the, the elements here, you know, it it, it just feels like they're going to come back down to earth sooner than later. I, I don't know how they can't, but yeah. their start has given me this internal question about do system and culture matter more than players? Mm. And in Boston, I'm, I'm starting to wonder because 
what team loses their first and second center and then gets out of the gate hmm. five and oh? Like, how does that happen? Yeah. And it makes me think of the culture of the Bruins in the last 10 or 15 years has, like, you look at the Bruins and you just kind of know what they are, right? And they play, Yeah. they seem to have built through Chara to Bergeron, now to Marchand and McAvoy, uh, among others, this it, it's the oldest thing, but the crest on the front's more important than anything else. And they seem to be right. able to understand a certain way they have to play. They have to defend well. Yeah. They have to check well. They lean on their goaltending because it's <clears> as good as anybody's. But when they got Hampus Lindholm and they've got McAvoy, they, you know, they have the cornerstones of a really, really good defense. And then out of yeah. nowhere, Patra shows up basically out of nowhere because nobody had him yeah. on the team. And no. is it possible that he could be like Bergeron was when Bergeron came and nobody really expected Bergeron to make the team. And then he just never went away. He just stayed there. Yeah. I look at Patra and the guy that in the last year that really, he looks a lot to me the same as Wyatt Johnston in Dallas. Um, mm. I think they're very, they're similar builds. They, they're really smart. They seem to be able to find a space on the ice because they're not going to outmuscle anybody. They're both, they are teenagers. They're built like teenagers. Yeah. And so, <laughs> but I, it makes me wonder, does system and culture matter? Not more than players, yeah. but every bit as much. Well, and to that <clears throat> point, I'm going to read you a quote from Jim Montgomery. And, and it fully backs up what you're saying he's talking about matt potter and he says quote if you're going to produce in this league you've got to be willing to play inside the dots that's what i love about him whether it's one-on-one -on -one battles in corners or getting in the hard areas he's willing to go to the areas where you're going to have success well but that would be non-negotiable for jim montgomery and the boston bruins right so that kind of justifies the point that you're making it, it is but it also it also would be a determining factor in whether the Bruins even remotely think of Patra past nine games or not. Right. Right. Because yeah. if he's not willing or able, sometimes it's you're willing, but you're yeah. not able to get inside the dots yeah. and into where you got to score, then you got to go back to junior. But if he's getting there and he's not getting beat up, like, you know, physically like yeah. worn down, why wouldn't yeah. you? Now they've got right. They've got nine games before you start burning the entry level first year. He's got three to go. One of them's in one of them's in uh, Chicago tonight. So I guess mm -hmm. they decide right to the end. But it's not a cliff. Like they could decide to keep him past nine, right? And For you sure. just burn the first yeah, year of the contract. Burns a year. And, and yeah, what if he's if he's playing like this, Dregs, tell me what is a kid going to learn going back to junior if he's already playing 15 minutes a night? The answer is if he's playing seven, like I would say the youngster in Toronto, Fraser Minton, it's starting to look yeah. like his path is back in junior, which is totally yeah. fine. Yeah. It's totally fine. But if he can't get 15 minutes a night, 13 to 15 minutes, you might as well go get 20 in junior. Yeah. 
Suspension Ray, Rasmus Anderson of the Calgary Flames gets four games for charging Patrick Laine. Um, I mean, there's no question it was a charge. Left his feet, elbow to the head. I mean, this would have been textbook, I think, for George Peros and uh, the, the player yeah. safety department. But Rasmus doesn't agree. The NHLPA doesn't agree. So they're appealing that four-game suspension. Normally what happens, and they do try and expedite this process, right? But normally what happens is by the time you get through the appeal and all of it, you've already chewed up two or three games of a four-game suspension. So maybe it's just trying to clear your record to some degree, but were you good with four? Uh, I was. I mean, the the hit was, I mean, it was at the buzzer. It was, the game was over more or less. Um, he hit him in the head. You know, you can say line bent over a bit. He's six, five. Like, it's not yeah. like he's me yeah. bent over, right? Like, you know, I'm five. <laughs> oh, hockey card says five ten, And so, um, you know, I bend over. It's, it's a low hit. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, Four games is fine. It, you can appeal it if you want. I don't see why it should be three, it, in, in my opinion. And this gets back to the old, old thing with the PA. It's, so the PA is defending one player, not the other. Yeah. And, and I've never really quite understood that. Sorry, Drake. I just don't agree. We'll yeah. talk about it if they, if they, um, yeah. if they reduce it. But... Patrick Line is part of the Players Association too. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess you can appeal anything. It just feels like you know, again, time is going to run out here on a four. If it if it's six or eight games, all right, we're, yeah. we're maybe having a different conversation. But I'm with you. Uh, I mean, again, we'll have to monitor Patrick Line, um, who is probably day to day. I mean, they, they say he's going to be okay, but mm. you know. Certainly left a mark. We'll leave it at that. All right. Well, those are your Tim Hortons headlines. Thanks, as always, to Tim Hortons. Tim's NHL trading cards are back. Unpack the thrill. Score your favorite icons with an all-new set. Get yours before they're gone. Only at Tim's. Interviews this year on Ryan Dregs are brought to you by Canadian Club Whiskey. As we talked about at the top of the podcast, Check out the first release, the Canadian Club Invitation Series, the CC 15-year-old Sherry Cask. All the hallmarks of classic Canadian club with the added richness and sweetness of Sherry. Time for Ask Ray and Driggs Anything. You can send us your questions to us on Twitter and Instagram at Ray and Driggs or on the website rayanddriggs.com. We got a question, Ray, from a gentleman by the name of Handsome Rick. Oh, handsome. You got to go to the question when when the handle is handsome, Rick. All right. So he's a huge fan of the podcast, but also a big New York Islanders fan. And this is more of a maybe a calendar question for you. Okay. He wants to know, Hmm. and I think he wants a photo with you. Are you going to be at the Islanders alumni weekend versus the New York Rangers? All of the old Islanders. You know, I, I got a, I got an email on it and I got to check my schedule um, because oh. most of the guys live an hour's flight away. Right. I live on the other yeah. side of the country and given my travel, it's, <clears throat> it's hard to get there. I'd, I'd like to get there. 
Um, I haven't been, and I'd nice. like to get there. They've done John Ledecky's done a really nice job with the Islanders as far as building the alumni and building the connection with more and more of the players. Um, yeah. Hell, I've never even been to the new building yet. I've got a game there in December, hmm. uh, so I'll be there uh, when the Oilers are there. But um, as far as alumni weekend, I, I'd like to get there. I just I don't know if I can yet. All right. Well, handsome Rick, stay tuned because uh, it's possible. I thought it was going to be a hard no, not because you didn't want to go just, again, given your schedule, it was going to be too onerous to make it happen. Brendan Cruz, Ray, um, wants us to talk a bit more about the expansion of the playoff matrix. And, and Brendan mentions that, you know, you have talked about the NHL should adopt the DEL playoff style. But since the National Hockey League expanded, you know, from the original matrix way back in the day, uh, it'd be tough. So thoughts on increasing from 16 to 22 teams, because at least a couple of times, maybe four or five times a year, mo- normally it's around board of governors meetings or GM meetings. We talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. Because it just seems like the NHL should want to take advantage of playoff hockey, because normally it's very, very good. Mm-hmm. Are we way past the time where they should have embraced the expansion of the playoffs, in your opinion? Well, I'm going to say yes, and because I can't believe the lost revenue that sits there has not been approached. I mean, it's just sitting there. Yeah, A play-in yeah. series, yeah. a two out of three, is sitting right there. Yeah. I, and I don't understand. Like, baseball's gone to it. And you can say that it's watered down the playoffs because it used to be only four teams make the playoffs you know, like the division winners, then they went to six division or six divisions. And I don't know, I'm watching the baseball playoffs. I think it's phenomenal. I, I I think it's amazing. And yeah, the play in rounds, they just, they give a bigger ramp up. You could easily, if, if they're worried about the length of time, shorten the season to 78 games. Lose four regular season mm-hmm. games, replace them with those, those games with the play-in games, the revenues will be greater. Yeah. And to me, to me, I, I'd like to see more teams involved. What, hell, I was in the league when there was 21 teams and 16 made the playoffs. You know how lousy yeah. you had to be to miss the playoffs? <laughs> like, there's so five of you. And so yeah. well, now there's 32 teams and we still got 16. Yeah, and then maybe there's a traditional aspect to this, right? But, you know, the shootout isn't traditional. I mean, so much of the game has been altered, tweaked, flat out changed. So I'm not buying that side of any counter argument to expanding the playoffs. I'm going to give you this too, Drake. Say the game is in a great place, which I think it is. Why can't it be better? Yeah. Why just stop? Yeah. No, we've, we. you always have the opportunity to tweak it and to, like, like the thing about the draft, maybe going to um, remote draft. I saw a quote from Joe Sackick, and I thought it was really pretty terrific. He's like, he can see the benefits of both, like having the everybody together or not together. He said, but if right. we try it for a few years and it doesn't grab, then go back. You can always go back. Yeah. There, you can just say, okay, we tried it. It doesn't work. We're going to go back to the other way. I, I know it's not ideal, but... I do think there's more revenue and more interest in expanding the playoffs than, than I think we give mm. credit for. I'd like to see it. 
Nice. All right. Uh, Chris Coppin is asking, here's a fun one to wrap up asking uh, Ray and Driggs anything. If you're a goaltender, what would you put on your mask, on your helmet, if you had free creative realm? So you could just paint that thing any way you wanted. What's going on there? I'd probably have my kids' names on the back plate. You know, like on the yeah, head okay. plate at the back. Yeah. And then I would have a golf motif on mine. Interesting. I don't... Like I think by maybe motif, my you're like the 18th at Pebble Beach, like something from well, your I would, European Yeah, I would have to think about one of my favorite holes that you could put on yeah. the mask somehow. And then on one side, I think I would have my favorite courses. I would just have huh. the names of my like favorite a, courses. Just the list of the names. Wow. Of the See, places I've played. I didn't, I, yeah, no, it makes sense. And I, I, I thought this would stump you a little bit. Um, you know, because, I mean, it's out there. You know, this isn't one of those questions that you'd, you'd be expecting to get on a hockey podcast. I mean, granted, no, we're but I, I, about a and, and I would never have a goalie mask. So, yeah, you know, that, do whatever you want I, I think that's it. what, or what about, if you painted your mask like a stop sign. <laughs> Why yeah, not? I mean, yeah. The puck stops here. Like something right like here. That. Remember I Jim Carrey? I think it was Jim yeah. Carrey had the bricks in the wall. I yeah. think it was him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think so you're right. Something I do like remember that. the like, mask. Yeah. Like I, I think a stop sign or a golf motif would be my masks. Yeah. See, I, I have no creative ambition even a little bit like you remember in art classes kids you know oh i saw that whatever i was terrible at that absolutely terrible so i'm i'm reading this question i'm thinking what would i put on it i like the name of course you know you want to acknowledge family you put your kids names on there that's nice i thought of you know tiny might get a you know oh tiny tiny you could have tiny on on one side of the mask yeah, I mean, it'd be kind of neat. But then I thought, nah, you know, I'm, I, I, I can be uh, smug, annoying, condescending, sarcastic sob from time yes, to time. Can. I might, I, I, you know, so it's kind of similar to what you're saying with the stop sign. I might put a big metal finger, right? <laughs> like, I, how I guess quick, you have the cage, so I don't. How quick <laughs> would the league call you on that? You can't do that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Completely off topic here, but I don't think they're very happy with Travis Dermott, you know, using the the, mm. the pride tape on his stick the other day. That yeah. is going to be the, the, the next sort of issue here is if the NHL actually decides, you know, they're going to discipline Dermott in some way, shape, or form for doing it. Let's hope common sense yeah. prevails and they don't. Yeah, so well, good luck to they, them if they yeah. do. I mean that that if would they're just... going after him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're coming after me with the goalie mask. So all right, buddy. So spend a good day in Chicago. Looking forward to that game. We've got the blues in Winnipeg here tonight. So I'll otherwise yep. be consumed by that. But um yeah, Chicago, Boston should be a good one. Yeah, I I uh uh I do think the Hawks after, you know, they win opening night and you know, they win two games on that road trip, they come home and they kind of hang with Vegas for two periods. There's going to be a reality that sets in here in Chicago that we've got a ways to go. But 
it's not with the team or the management or the coaches. Like they understand they're at the very beginning of this rebuild. But a couple early wins, yeah. I think people started to think, oh, what could be? But right. it's yeah. it's it's a hard way to go for the, the Hawks still. They've got a lot of pieces uh, that they've got to find. And, you know, they'll have a real good challenge with Boston trying to extend their perfect, perfect start. Yeah, and you know what I like about the, the general media covering Connor Bedard and the Chicago Blackhawks? He's not going anywhere. But we've kind of backed off, haven't we? A little bit. And and sure. the hype is is probably going to be there game in and game out. But we're past that, at least for the moment. And now I think we're allowing this kid to find his way. And by all accounts, he, he he's as advertised. He's going to be a terrific hockey player. But it, it, it's like we're allowing him to breathe out there a bit. Well, I don't know if we're allowing him or there's no story to write right now. Right. Like yeah, this is the thing with the NHL yeah. season. It's so relentless. Like you can't write a new story, a new angle every day on, on him. Right. It just, just doesn't work that way. So that initial rush, there'll be, he's going to get on a hot streak and then there'll be another yeah. swarm. Then he's going to go on a cold streak and then there's going to be another swarm. And then there's going to be a mm-hmm. lot of time where it's just the Hawks. And I'm sure he'll welcome that yeah. too. All right, bud. When are you uh, heading back to home base? Back, uh, back Wednesday. So just a quick trip, and then uh, oh, good news next week, Dregs. You can uh, you can buy me okay. dinner. Oh, I'm co- I got a leaf. GTA, I get, are you? Yeah, I got the Bruins and the Leafs next Tuesday. Is it the Bruins and the Leafs? I don't know. It's somebody in the Leafs on Tuesday. Hang on. Oh, it's L.A. in the Leafs on Tuesday, and then L.A. That's Boston. what you were thinking, yeah. Yes, and then it's uh, nice. then it's Boston uh, on Thursday. So while I'm in town, you could buy me yeah. dinner. I know you'd love to. Why don't we? Why don't we invite Gord Miller? Oh, he and could maybe pay. he can pick up the tab. That's even better. By the way, if <laughs> you could get better. Gord to pull his wallet out, oh, <laughs> that that's like it's got a hubcap on it. That thing is anchored in. Yeah. No chance. No chance. Yeah. I don't know. This might be a Ray and Dreg's expense. Right, we don't do oh. that very often. This could be I, on. I think you know, so. Rev Media, maybe. Oh, that yeah. would be nice. That would show some real, some real faith from Rev Media. Yeah. Well, Thanks, okay. Ryan. Well, we'll work on that. Yeah. All right, buddy. Travel safe, and uh, so. we'll look forward. What to do we got uh, Thursday or Friday? When are we doing week? the next one? I we'll have to work on that. I think it's Friday, but yeah. you know, again, okay. we we've got some interview options that are being considered. So. We'll, uh, we'll figure it out. We'll get it worked out. Uh, perfect. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, enjoy Frozen Frenzy tonight. 16 games. <laughs> A National Hockey League. 32 teams. Yeah. All of them. Doesn't get once. better than this. And thank you to our sponsor, Ray, who continue to support the podcast and make it possible. Our title sponsor, Canadian Club Whiskey, and, of course, Tim Hortons. And as always, as Ray says, thank you for listening, rating, sharing the podcast. And for following us on the Rain Dregs YouTube channel. So until next time, everybody, stay safe.